0: 2 p.m. March 21st. I'm Fred McMurray. This is Pillars of Franchising broadcasting the secrets of success in franchising. My co-host is Ray
1: Pillar. Ray, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing absolutely great. But boy, you sound your, like you're really wound up. You are super excited today. What's going on? Oh,
0: dude, you you got no clue. Um, been a great morning. Been talking to to. Uh, New scheduled show guests, good stuff going business wise, and this is an awesome show. Um, we it, got eight fabulous uh, women of franchising on today, and this is—I'm just—I'm just, whoa, dude! If I—if you hear a thud, it's me keeling over. So call nine one one, but don't do it yet. <laughs>
1: you mean it's going to be more awesome than usual?
0: I I think this could be one of the awesomest shows we've ever had.
1: I mean, is that possible?
0: Of course it's possible. We keep getting better and better. (laughs) We keep figuring out what we're talking about. So we get better and better, my friend. (laughs) So one thing I want to make a personal dedication to this show today. Um, There's a a little woman out there that just – I know she makes my heart go pity pat. She wraps me around her finger. And um, the, to me, this show is dedicated to, to Addison Charlotte uh, McMurray Raddatz. Um She won't be listening because she's only about 18 months old. But to me, all of our guests today will be role models for her as she gets older and she becomes a professional. And so this one's for Addison.
1: How's that? That sounds great.
0: So how's the weather where you are, my friend? Are you in back in Chicago?
1: I am back in the, the, the Chicagoland area uh, in Aurora, Illinois. And it seems like winter just not, does not want to let go. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I drove all the way to Louisville, and I still had snow. There was still <laughs> snow in Louisville. Can you imagine that? I had to delay my start from Louisville to go further south because of the snow. It's. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of winter hanging on so long. I love winter, I really do. I love the the cold and the snow and everything, but not when it hangs on. It's um. It should be pretty close to spring that by now we should be getting warmer weather, and we're still in the forties. That's just you mean that kind of warmer weather where it's. Where that warmer weather
0: where it's in the mid seventies, you can wear a hoodie, it's sunny and there's a cool ocean breeze. Yeah, oh
1: something sorry, like that. that's my weather. What?
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> so we need to we got to, we got we got our let's bring our special uh woman splaining co host on, Holly Ford. Holly, you there?
2: Hey Ray, how are you doing, Fred? Good.
0: Hi. So, Holly, you know the drill. Where are you? What's the weather like?
2: Yeah, I knew it was coming. Uh, Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> We're yeah, sorry. That's all I need to say. Play play, play the turkey drop. It, it saves me. It is 30, I don't know, 39 degrees and gloomy and dark and not a leaf on the tree. and It's horrible. But, yeah, sorry. <laughs> As God
0: is my witness. I thought turkeys could fly. Holly <laughs> heard a lot oh, of that I'll on the I'll Thanksgiving remember
2: show. Remembered that show. <laughs> <laughs> fun. Oh. This is a fun show today. I, I'm so excited that you're doing this every quarter. This is exciting. There's there's so much to be to be discussed on this topic, and it's a huge, huge movement. 11.6 million companies are now owned by women. So this is this is great.
0: All right, so shall we bring our first two guests on? We'll bring on, uh, and I'm going to kill her name, Maria Perella Turco. Maria, you there?
3: That was perfect. You
2: did a great Ooh. job with my name.
0: <laughs> Usually Ray them, but I thought I'd be nice. And let's bring our other guest <laughs> franchisor. This one I can get right, Carolyn Thurston of Wisdom Senior Care. Ladies, welcome to Pillars of Franchising.
4: Thank you. Thank you. So, Carolyn,
0: where are you, and what's the weather like?
4: Well, I'm currently in North Carolina, and we're Ooh. actually having all weather. We started out with clouds, rain, sunny, windy, windy, but one thing we have not had is any snow or ice, so we're thankful for that. So it's a beautiful day.
0: And Maria? Maria? Where are you, and where? What's the weather like,
3: Carolyn? I cannot say the same for New Jersey. We have had snow here, and lots of it. However, I have news. I have exceptional news. This morning, as I was pulling out of my driveway to drive my daughters to school, I saw the budding tulip popping out of oh. the ground. We nice. are ecstatic for New Jersey about about the spring coming for sure.
0: And this is Pillars of the Weather Channel. So, <laughs> Holly, why don't you lead us National into our weather. first question. Yes. Yeah. Take us yes. into our what first is, question so Ray question, and I can all right, shut up.
2: That sounds fantastic. Okay. No, you guys are fantastic. Well, I'll start with uh, Maria because Maria and I actually had a nice experience in New Jersey. And we enjoyed that snow and came about two inches from hitting a car on our on our great excursion a few weeks ago. Um, I I really had a lot of um, learning that I that I was able to undergo with Maria. Um, I was visiting her uh, one of her key franchises. She is the head of Honor Yoga, and it is a phenomenal franchise. But she has a fantastic background. And um, just to start with you, Maria, I'd like to ask you what your superhuman powers are. What brought you from being the little girl in New Jersey to where you are right now? That's a great question. And by
3: the way, I have to say, I feel like I'm at an all-girl slumber party when I was a teenager. <laughs> so this is amazing, an amazing energy oh. experience for me. Um, so this is... My superpower really is to help mankind live at ease through the practice of yoga. Um, We live in a, you know, a stressed out society, and we all can benefit from movement and healthy minds, healthy bodies, healthy spirits. And so my superpower is to bring that and to make that accessible to more people through the practice of yoga with honor yoga.
0: Okay. So I want to jump in here real quick. Does that mean that Ray and I are like either, I'm going to say father to the slumber party or... Actually, I'm a grandfather, so it's Ray. So <laughs> we're the grandpas. No,
5: you have a little brother doing
2: <laughs> the tricks on the side. That's what you are.
0: You're <laughs> yeah, interpreting...
2: I'm older than. <laughs> how I'm older than everybody back. else.
0: So yeah, except it's for compelling. Ray. <laughs>
2: cool, Carolyn. How yeah. are you today? Good. I'm doing great. Uh, wonderful. Well, Carolyn, you have a, an incredible background, um, so, you know, being the franchise of our Wisdom Senior Care. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about that, but tell me what your superpower is first, Carolyn. Well, I would think
4: my uh, superpower is faith and just faith in um, being able to help seniors be able to stay in their homes with compassionate caregivers um, for as long as they desire
2: wonderful so we've got maria whose superpower is Mm -hmm. absolute uh you know zen chill getting into who you really are your spiritual identity and we've got carolyn who has the big giant heart not that any of the rest of us don't have that but carolyn has put her devotion into taking care of our own so really really cool um so uh, what's one of the things, Carolyn? When you're when you're thinking about what you've done in your career, what is one of the things that was pivotal for you in the movement into where you are today? I think the biggest um, pivotal
4: movement for me was, um, like many entrepreneurs, you get to a point where you have a passion, you start building a business because of your passion, and then you reach a point where you realize there's more. How can you help more people, and I have a desire for sharing. And because of that sharing, I had an opportunity to help over 250 business owners get their home care businesses started in North Carolina. But I kept finding that there was something missing, and what was that missing ingredient? And it really was having a support system, and that's what really helped me to – turned around and looked into franchising and seeing that that was an opportunity that I could help um, better by sharing a proven system.
6: Oh, that's
2: fantastic, Carolyn. Maria, same question to you. Uh, I, what, what, you know, t- tell me a little bit more. What, what was that pivotal movement that brought you out of the consultation area, um, doing amazing things with other businesses, into, into HONOR? Yeah, so I I
3: was born to be a really successful entrepreneur on the cover of magazines and traveling the country, being a turnaround specialist. But then I decided to teach yoga. And when I saw, you know, examples like a Vietnam vet who took my class and said, you know, Maria, I haven't had this much peace since I was on the battlefield. Um, I've suffered trauma, and this class today has given me amazing peace. Or when you had a former athlete who had a, a brain injury who has been making physical progress with their movement due to their brain injury and, and being able to say to you, hey, I haven't been able to move like this since before I, I had this brain injury. Those, those things and people telling me those things is what drives me to continue to develop the systems and the processes to support our franchisees to be successful so they can continue to do that work in their communities. And to me that's the most rewarding feeling is to remember, you know, why why we got into this in the first place and how it is that we're serving our fellow, you know, mankind.
2: Wow, that's fantastic, Maria. Uh, listeners, you can call in with questions, um, and you can use the live chat at pillarsoffranchising.com. The phone number to call in is 323 323- Five eight zero five seven seven five. We'd love to entertain your questions. We've got some amazing women here today, and again, Carolyn and Maria. Um, I'm going to ask one last question. We have um, another segment we're going to go into in a few minutes here, but I have. A oh no, very, very... no, I get a question too. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, well, before Fred takes over and does his his blimber party tricks, uh, we're going to ask one more question. And and my question, I'll start with you, Maria. And, and this is really um, an interesting question. So I had the, the distinct pleasure of my daughter taking me to the Marvel movie last night. And I got to see, um, you know, Carol Danvers become this superhero. Well, she always was a superhero, even as a little girl when she fell off her bike because she stood back up. And, and, and I... See that I saw that at very strongly in this group of women that are on the show, but really women in general. And sometimes we don't realize that we do keep standing up, that we are that strong. So I'd like to go down that road very, very briefly. And if you could, um, Maria, tell me about a story, maybe when you were younger, that, that, you know, you were female, but you stood back up and you were able to, to own your space.
3: Yeah, that's a great question. I'm going to tell you actually something that happened to me not too long ago in the last couple of years, so um, if you don't mind. Because, yeah. you know, I think that, you know, I thought, hey, I'm, I'm successful and I, I can't be kicked down. And so a couple of years ago we were looking for investment for Honor Yoga to bring our company to the next level, and we were pitching. And um, I pitched to this amazing group. And I had a good friend that was friends with uh, one of the decision makers in, in, the, in, the, um, in, this, um, in this group. And I said, so how do you think it went? And he said, well, they thought it went really great. However, they said that if they invested in your model, they would have to get a man to be the CEO. They wouldn't want a woman running the company. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh my gosh, is that really still happening this day and age? Where you know where um, where that where that's going on?" So, you know, I kind of like retreated for a little bit and lay on the bed and was kind of um, paralyzed and thought, wow, you know, this stuff is still happening out there. But you know what? I got up the next morning and I was like, I'm getting up. I'm going to do this. I put, I cast a really wide net, um, especially to women who were looking, you know, to fund emerging brands. And long story short um, – uh, we, we got funded, and it was actually by a man. <laughs> um, so, oh, you know, fantastic. It, it, yeah, it's really a great story. So, um, you know, it, we we have to keep getting up as women and, and just in general as human beings, and, and every adversity is a seed to
2: another opportunity. That's for sure in life. Ab- absolutely, and I, I love the way you said that. It, it's not just female. It, it, it's male and female. We we have to keep going. We have to keep getting up because, because that goal is so much closer to, think it is and what a beautiful story Maria thank you for sharing that how about you Caroline? and if and, and if we don't you. get
0: up then we're dead
2: <laughs> 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 sorry I
0: came real close to the as Ray knows last December so yeah I know he, that one he really did, well but you
2: know what he, he, he also tortured his doctors and you all can already imagine what I <laughs> did to the poor nursing staff so Caroline, I one cry, but that,
0: she liked it I brought her donuts it made her cry sorry go ahead Carolyn Go,
7: for
4: it. <laughs> okay, um, actually, I have two, and I'll be real quick about it. I think one of the one um stories that um I constantly look back at and helps me to continue to push forward when people look at you and they make an impression and say, "'Oh, you can't do this is when I was in high school, um I had a counselor who um, at that time, I'll tell you how old I, I, I am, but there was a counselor who um, they were helping you with your career path, and she stated to me, Carolyn, what do you want to do when you get out of school, you're graduating next year? And I said, well, I'm going to be a nurse, and she looked at me, and she said, no, that's not something I think you can do. You need to be, and there's nothing wrong with it, but she stated I needed to be a secretary. So I stood up being shy at the time, but I stood up boldly and told her, no, I'm going to be a nurse. So I was able to accomplish that, and, you know, that's just one thing that we just have to remind even um, our children not to allow anyone to tell us what we can't do. And even recently now as um, we've, um, I've moved into the franchisor space, you know, we'll go to different conventions, and my husband will be with me, and automatically people will look over to him and think that he's the franchisor. And, you know, it's and it's kind of interesting because it's not just males, but it's also females as well. And sometimes you just – I have learned now to just be more bold about it. And, you know, my husband's my one of my biggest cheerleaders, so he always turns back around and says, no – this carolyn she's the franchise awesome that um it that um i would like to share
2: mm-hmm. so, oh Carolyn, thank you that's beautiful yeah.
4: two Go things ahead, i read that in
0: your bio and i i was amazed mm-hmm. that you didn't punch the person in the face because i think i probably <laughs> would have and and yeah. um in my defense i only talked to to Charles first because he was the first one who walked up and, and was talking to me so I, I wasn't ignoring you he just walked up and I was talking to the person that was in front of me so that's my defense alright okay. so I'll i get my question in and then Ray it'll be time for a station identification and then Ray can ask a question so mine's a hard one um, you're helping me do research so my question is, is um, for any potential franchisee they're always told they should read the Franchise Disclosure Doc or the FDD, which to me is the greatest cure for insomnia known to mankind. What would be your top three items that you would recommend they read? So since Carolyn was going last, we'll let her go first on the last
4: question. Okay. Yeah. So I would recommend, as always, you want to make sure that item number five and six, that you have a good understanding of exactly what, the initial fees plus any additional fees are going to be. I, I would say that's one of the um, one key areas. The other would be um, item number 11, to really know exactly what type of support, what type of um, training, um, you know, assistance that your franchise door is going to provide for you. And the third thing would be item number 20, to look at, Um, the number of um, franchisees and their information, because it's always good to go and actually be able to contact them and be able to see and hear what their experiences are.
0: So I have to ask you a question. Did Ray pay you to give that last
4: one? Uh, He did not.
0: (laughs) Okay. I agree with you. um, But that's one of Ray's rules. So, Ray,
4: okay.
0: I'll, we'll, we'll, take a, we'll pay the bills, as Ray would say. Uh, remind people, as Holly said, they can call in at 323-580-5755 to ask questions. It may take us a bit, but we'll get you there. Or if you're listening on the website at Com,
7: and I know
0: there's a whole bunch of you out there that are, um, you can ask uh, questions through the chat. And now a word from one of our sponsors.
7: Hey franchise owners, how is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At West Vine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, Or westvine with a y dot com.
0: And we're back, Ray. You get to ask a question now.
1: Well, right now I, I kind of make like to uh, make a statement to what we were just discussing, and that was, you know, uh, what makes a person uh, want to succeed. And it, it used to be I kind of uh, condemned my fourth grade teacher because she said I couldn't do certain things and it wasn't very bright in her class and. I think what 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 happens is when someone does them someone says you can't do this or you're not capable of doing that your mind kind of switches into a mode where I will show them that I can do this and it becomes a, a thing with uh, with yourself to to overcome that and uh, I, you know it's it's certainly not a, a gender thing it happens to everyone As soon as I I know, even my, my kids, when I say you can't do that, they they think to themselves, well, I'll show him I can do that, (laughs) you know? So uh, anyway, I just wanted to make that, get that, get that out there. But one of the questions I do want to ask is, you know, we we talked a little bit uh, about the FDD and and everything like that, Uh, but what, in your career, I us see. We even talked about the uh, surprising events, and have, have we talked about surprising events in your career?
0: No, not yet. I don't think in so. In fact,
1: no. I just no. screwed
0: up and missed Maria on the FDD. So, um, while you finish your question, let's go back to Maria and find out what she thinks the top three items of the FDD are, and then oh, you can yeah. form your question. So, Maria, you're now you're on the way. spot.
3: Yeah. yeah. So I, I think Carolyn covered a, a, the big the big three. I would add two more to that for a total of five, and that would be the item 19, which is the earnings claim. I think that's always an important thing to look at in terms of, you know, ROI, if it's an investment opportunity that you're looking at. Um, and then the item seven, you know, in terms of you know, cost to what it's going to cost and comparing the two and knowing kind of what your anticipated exit strategy is. I think it's always smart to go into anything thinking about what your exit strategy would or could be um, and not just letting passion lead you, which I think is important, but, you know, being realistic about what that, that looks like. So, yeah, thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Great question.
0: Hey, it's one of the things I'm on there. I, I'm on no said item – Three uh, litigation, but yet uh, that was one of our top ones from our lawyer guess.
1: Go ahead, Ray.
0: Now that I've butchered everything.
1: Okay, so uh, we'll start with Carolyn and, and then go to Maria. Uh, what is the most surprising mm-hmm. event in your career? What you know? It, it, I, I think we uh, actually discussed a little bit about that, but go ahead.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I, ahead. I would say the there's been several, but the most surprising was at the time that I started educating myself about franchising, I was truly blown away that the whole concept had been here so long and there had been so many people so successful with it and I truly did not have any understanding about it and so once I found out about franchising it just made so much sense why would someone not want to be part of a proven system already instead of having to start from scratch and you know all the things that I had done it just made so much sense that I didn't have to do this by myself and it didn't have to take me as long so I think that was one of the most surprising events for me.
1: I, I agree with that it, it it does make franchising makes it so easy to get into business so yeah. uh, Maria do you have uh, what, are, what are your surprising things?
3: Yeah, I, I, I echo that, and I, I'll echo that and say this: that you know, when I first started forming on our yoga, I was a I was a franchisee prior prior to that myself. Until so I saw the value of being a franchise system, it gave me the opportunity to go on and become a multi unit operator myself. And so, was, you know, forming on our yoga, I, I I had this vision that there's a lot of yogis out there um, that are passionate about yoga, but they're the chief cook and bottle washer of their business. They're doing everything, and it's you know they're doing payroll, they're hiring, they're programming, they're marketing. It's a lot. Of work and so you you get into this business because you love it and then all of a sudden you're working endless hours and not being able to see your family and so part of the vision was I can give them a system that they can be successful in. My vision was that not only we would be signing up new franchisees but we'd be converting existing businesses in the franchise system and I can say that in the last three months, I've had more calls than I've had in the last two years of owner-operators saying, yes, I need help, I want support, I can't do it all myself, I need the system to process the proven system. And that, to me, is a really kind of satisfying experience to be able to get them to breathe, because, you know, in yoga, we have to breathe, so they can, like, take a deep breath and be like, okay, I feel like I can do this. Um, okay. So I echo what you both said. I think it's, it's, it's a real thing.
0: I like that you gotta okay. breathe. Well, no, I find yeah. when I'm working out, if I don't <laughs> breathe, my heart rate goes way up and the cardiac folks get pissed at me. Sorry, go ahead. I'm the one who's supposed yeah, to help with weird comments.
2: Ladies, this has been fantastic. You both are just a wealth of resources for all of our listeners. The fact that you own your own franchises yourself, the, the, the whole entire unit, and the, the obstacles that you've overcome, and the challenges you've faced, and, and and here you are, both young, beautiful women um, moving, moving forward even more in your career. I'm going to ask you one last question, and that is, um, let, let's go forward. You, you obviously both have some amazing superhuman powers, and, and I'm not going <laughs> to say that lightly, um, but I think you would say as well, I know both of you would commiserate that you are not alone in the plights you you face, but you're also not alone in those superpowers. So if you want to empower women, I'd like to ask each one of you one thing that you would tell all of the female listeners we have out there that are going into business ownership, something that they can do and, and really move them to the level that you're in, either get them into franchise ownership or or or, or running their own show or just Just getting through the next day of their life, can can you um, both shed some light on that? Uh, Carolyn, can you go first, please? Yes,
4: ma'am. So I would tell any woman that's thinking about business ownership to just take the first step. That's usually the very um, most challenging part for people. But I would say take the first step, whether it be um, um, calling and asking for some help. Definitely do some research, and if people are listening, they're wanting right now to find out what is franchising. And I would say this is a great place to start. It's great to have a platform here that they can call in and learn more about franchising itself and how that could actually help you. But definitely look for some support systems and just educate yourself on what's out here in the community and what's available. Just realize you don't have to do it by yourself.
2: Carolyn, and I'm sure you would be available for any calls from from our listeners as well to inspire them and and move them in the right direction.
7: Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank ma'am. you so
2: much, Ma- Maria. Uh, same question to you. Help us empower our listeners. Help help our female listeners um, and our male listeners move to the next step, um, whether it be in business ownership or just in in their career goals. Um, tell t- tell us what you think, Maria.
3: Yeah. So we we all have fear that creeps into our minds. And I think whenever you have those negative thoughts or those concerns, ask yourself, is this a legitimate kind of concern? And what do I need to do to educate myself to learn more about it, surrounding myself with people that know? Or is this is this just fear, you know, an emotion that's not really real, that's preventing me from making this move in my life? And, you know, I think that mantras are really powerful, and yoga we use them all the time. And so we all have negative narrators that – that can um, allow, you know, unsubstantiated unsam- unsam- fear to creep into our minds. And so, you know, just keep telling yourself, I am worthy and deserving. I can do this. I will surround myself and- with people that will help me. And you can.
2: Yeah. Maria, that's, you. that's incredible. You are, both, both of you are role models. I am excited uh, for others out there to connect with you. Um, Ray, anything else? Fred?
0: Ray, you want to jump in here? I'm good. All right. So go ahead, Fred. The, uh, the, the question I'll ask, and we'll do this a couple of times in the show, but, uh, Carolyn, how do people get a hold of you?
4: Yeah. Well, they can um, go and visit me online at wisdomseniorcare.org, or, or they can visit um, me as well on our YouTube station, um, wisdom senior Care. Okay. Um and they can also look me up on LinkedIn as well.
0: And they can also find your bio page on the pillars of franchising dot com. But we'll leave it that That's way. Right. Maria, how do people find you?
3: <laughs> Maria at yoga dot com or on LinkedIn. And thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. We like to have fun. Ray, you got
1: anything yep. left? Oh, um yeah. Not really, but I I just want to kind of reiterate that basically if someone says you can't do it, don't put them down because they actually may give you that little bit of push you need to say you can.
0: I love it when people tell me I can't do something. I go and do it just out of spite. But that's okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Of course you do. (laughs)
2: like living hey. when you're supposed to be dead. <laughs>
0: exactly. All right. So we'll uh, remind everyone they can call in at 323-580-5755, or they can ask questions at pillarsoffranchising.com. want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting us, and we'll now hear from another sponsor. When we come back, we'll have our franchisees on ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options the franchise consulting company is a group of over a hundred franchise professionals with more than two thousand years of franchise experience we help our clients select and investigate franchise companies and like a realtor our services are free of charge to you our fees are paid by the seller Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of The Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest-reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. And also, another place you can get a copy of The Uh, Franchise MBA is by filling out the form on the Pillars of Franchising website. So, Holly, who's up next?
2: Okay, looks like now we have our franchise owners. And I want to start with, let's introduce um, Amanda Toko. She is a multi-unit franchise owner at Massage Envy. Uh, Amanda, you are you a are dynamo. You're beautiful. You are working hard. You've got a lot of things going for you. And I'm going to start with one very, very simple question. Tell me who you were
5: when you were eight years old. Oh, my goodness. That's all my daughters now. I was very feisty, tomboy, <laughs> uh, raised by my dad with my brother's um, I uh, was very competitive, loved nature, um, but I also was the girl that would climb the tree and write poems. So, um, Love I was a bit of a mix.
7: Feisty <laughs> Good, poem, right? <laughs> I like
2: okay, Amanda, how I did that translate into it. what you do now? <laughs> uh, t- 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 tell, us how, tell us how that eight-year-old became the owner of a multi-unit massage and the franchises.
5: Well, like, uh, the other lady shared, you know, I feel like I went through a period of time where I was told I couldn't do things. Um, you know, I, was, I grew up in a time that, you know, still, it's society uh, sometimes would tell women, you know, your expectations are you're going to get married and, and have children. And I joked with you earlier, my dad said, hey, I have a little bit of money for college. Uh, that's going to go to your brother. Uh, so <laughs> find a good man. Um, and I was, just like I said, very competitive, whether it was in sports or in school, and I, I do believe that that motivated me, but um, I've always been uh, fairly ambitious, um, and I, I like to, uh, to set goals and achieve them. So, um, you know, over the years, I continued to run into situations like that where people would tell me I couldn't do something. And quite honestly, when you do something, and especially when somebody tells you you can't, it, it, is, it feels good, and it's, uh, it, I think it readjusts the way you think of yourself and what you're capable of doing, and it gives you that sense of confidence that you need uh, to move forward, and to continue to do more and more things. Um, so I've had you know, a lot of situations like that, uh, even one in high school, where um, I was, we were poor, and so I had to work, and I was very athletic, but I couldn't do any sports, and the only sport was in high school was bodybuilding, but it was only for guys. Only the guys could be in the class. And I said, well, I want to be in that class because they would compete at the end of the year. And uh, they said, well, you can't. You're a girl. And I said, well, I can. You just Mm -hmm. have to change the rules. (laughs) So they said, all right, (laughs) we'll let you join, and we'll see how you do. And, of course, I went in there, and there were all these baseball players and, you know, football players. And they they were like, what is this little 75-pound girl doing in this class? Um, and so I secretly with my coach who allowed me in it, who was a big supporter. He was amazing. He said, I want you to start doing their workout regimens. We're not going to tell them. And then we're going to check in with them and see how they like it. And sure enough, at the end of the semester, the guys are like, coach, dude, this rocks. This is awesome. It's amazing. And he was like, really? Why do you like it? And he's like, well, we just see so much more results. And he's like, well, that's great. Because little Amanda did that. Fantastic. I'm like, what? So they did open it up to uh, to women or girls, young girls after that. And, uh, in fact, we helped raise a significant amount of money for that school to build a huge gym, inside, because it had actually been outside in the football stadium before. So um, we kind of pioneered that at my high school for the women to be in it. So it was kind of cool. Oh, fantastic. That is a, that's a fantastic story. I love the way you led that
2: in of who you were at eight, because we can all visualize that. As well. Okay, Leslie, um, hi. How are you today? Good? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Leslie, I'm I'm, going to make this even harder because, you know, that's what we do. (laughs) Who were you when you were four years old? Tell us about that girl. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
8: You know what? I can tell you exactly who that girl is. She was um, uh, set up a store in her bedroom on her kind of baby blanket of all of her toys. And then she would bring her father into her store and try to sell him her toys. (laughs) I love it.
0: A salesperson. And did he buy them? Leslie,
8: did he buy them? (laughs) Well, he would ask me, um, well, how much does this cost? And I would say, well, how much do you have? Oh, I love it. <laughs> My dad loves to tell that story. He was a very he was a um a sales guy himself, so he was very
2: proud that the apple didn't fall far from the tree. Oh, what a what a beautiful story. Okay, Leslie, take us fast forward. How did that girl and I, I don't know, I don't think we have to make as much of a leap here, how did that girl become the owner of PrintNet Atlanta and an author and the amazing woman that you have become, Leslie?
8: Well, you know, you know. Speaking of my dad, I have to give him a lot of credit. Um, he really, you know, paved the way for me. Um, uh, you know, he—I was eight years old when he left his corporate career and bought a franchise. Um, you know, he um, and I grew up working in you know businesses that my father owned or was related to. He had a, a long career in, in franchising, working with a variety of brands, doing different things so um, gosh by the time I graduated high school I already had a good bit of business experience um, running different businesses in in a sign company in photo finishing and then uh, after I graduated Mm -hmm. college I um, you know I kind of looked around at my peers and you know they were going off to work for big companies and you know they didn't really seem to like what they were doing and I always recalled back to you know, the kind of the life that our family had, um, being a family of a, a small business family, and that was uh, appealing to me, so um, he helped me get started um, at the at the young age of twenty two in a franchising career. Um, first was with mailboxes, et cetera, uh, here in Atlanta, and um, we did well with that you know ultimately <coughs> sold that business and then uh, that led me. Um, You know, it really wasn't a thoughtful decision. It was just kind of, you know, this is an available opportunity, and so so this is what we'll do. Um, Not really giving it a whole lot of thought past that. Um, It was successful, and it definitely um, set me up to be successful in the franchise consulting and matchmaking and brokerage work that I do now. And Mm -hmm. I think that's why I was so attracted to um, becoming an owner of FRANNET. And the service that they offer was because I didn't go through a process like that and saw the it's value fantastic. of, yeah, just being asked, you know, you know some questions of, about your talents and your attributes and, you know, how you want a business to fit with the other pieces of your life. So um, you well, identified kind with, of with your,
2: yeah, that's fantastic, Leslie. What a, what a, what an awesome story. And I can still see you sitting there with your play pen and asking the question. So <laughs> what kind of franchise do you want? Well, how much do you
7: have? <laughs> <laughs> I can set you up.
2: And <laughs> I love it. Oh, my next guest. Oh, we love her. I am I, Mary Alice. Um, Mary Alice is, has become a, friend of mine, actually, Mary Ellis, is the owner of Scout Molly's in Sarasota, and she is actually relocating, so she is selling her business, um, but she is um, really just a fantastic owner. But more than that, what I have come to learn is she is an amazing woman, and I am excited for you to meet her. Um, Mary Ellis, same question, but we're, we're going to go, believe it or not, at 12. The awkward year oh, girl, Mary Ellis.
9: I thought
7: you
9: were going well, to two years old. <laughs> Oh no, that's a long, Thanks. long time ago. Uh, awkward indeed, but I was scooping ice cream in my parents' Carvel ice cream franchise business. Um, they Beautiful. owned that and um, probably broke a few child labor laws back in the day, but... Um, we all were part of that business. So um, we'd be scheduled into work because there was no child care in the summer. <laughs> so we'd all pile in there and uh, we were part of the
2: team. Oh, that's awesome, Mary Alice. And, and I, again, we don't have to stretch too much to see where you are now as a franchise owner and a su- uh, very successful businesswoman. Um, so tell us a little bit about that transition. What made you move into franchising? What did you see as an advantage for you as a woman?
9: Sure. Well, um, I think very similar to Leslie, you know, we, we grew up in an entrepreneurial family. Through the years, my parents had a number of different businesses, um, and it was just something I always wanted to do. I, was, um, I went into the, after college, went into the corporate world and was really blessed to play uh, or to have a lot of uh, opportunities and wore a lot of hats and, you know, ended up on the executive team at a couple of places, but it was always in me that I wanted to own my own business. I was blessed to have a dad who always encouraged me, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, even in my corporate career, I worked with some CEOs and some colleagues in the leadership realm who were just always very, very supportive. So there really were no limits in my mind. I, um, my superpower is probably tenacity or maybe stubbornness. But uh, it's something that was always part of my career plan, and nothing was going to stop me.
2: I love it, Mary Alice, and we've seen that. That's thats incredible. I have one more question for these girls, and then I know Fred and Ray have plenty of questions to come. Um, so, Mary Alice, I'm going to ask you probably one of my favorite questions, and, and you know, I, I always get um, a big pause on this, but let's see if you can just jump right into it. The question is, Tell me when you failed, when you really, really failed. There's the big pause. Whoa. There's the pause. <laughs> which time? Maybe he never did, but I'm going to uh, guess she did, because that's what made her so amazing. Your biggest one, I, not which time. Just grab one. Yeah,
7: <laughs> just pick one. one.
2: I just
9: I, I'll pick just one. How much time do we have? Um, The one, I think it's just maybe a trait of mine, is maybe to jump too fast and trust my gut without asking more questions. Sometimes I take things on good faith and end up uh, maybe having to backtrack because I didn't take the time to ask all the right questions or dig a little deeper into the numbers or into the data or to think it through, uh, maybe as completely
2: as possible. So I can't
9: I think know of where one you're going major here, thing, but that's a trend. <laughs> that was, that was a
2: beautiful, very political answer. And I, I love the way you said it. And I, I don't think our viewers are going to get to know what that big failure was, but Mary Alice, thank you for, um, leading our our women in this Uh, okay Leslie tell me your biggest uh your biggest um on your face (laughs) um
8: so kind of the opposite of um I tend to be too cautious and um take too much time to to take next steps and I think where that's you know, I don't know that I would call it a fall on my face, but, boy, would I do this differently if I could do it over again is hire administrative help in my business. I waited eight years into my business before I hired an executive assistant. And I can only imagine how much further and faster I would have gotten in my business if I weren't you know, doing every single thing myself. And that is something I, that I encourage other business owners, my, my clients, is – um, there are so many wonderful resources out there, virtual assistant services, um, all kinds of ways to address that. But um, definitely hiring some um, administrative help, because everybody needs it, even if it's in your personal life. Um, mm-hmm. some of the personal administrative details. Um, you know, I had several points where I was, you know, working too hard, almost burned out. And voided did my life change eight years later when I hired the help I should have had from the beginning.
2: Oh, that's phenomenal advice. I think we all need to listen to that for sure. Thank, thank you for that. Okay, Amanda, let's hear it.
5: <laughs> well, mine was somewhat similar to that. I, was, I have a tendency to uh, try to do everything myself, put everything on my plate, because I, I want uh, my employees, especially my management team, to know that I'm there for them. But sometimes that's a boundary issue, and, um, you know, it's really important. I've, I've definitely backed up over the years as I've grown. I've had to. Um, I can't do everything. I, I certainly can't mop the floors and, and do payroll and, and create programs. And, you know, I, I really had to readjust, um, had to learn the hard way that, uh, you know, time is money, and it's really important to have that infrastructure in place uh, with your management teams and assistants, et cetera. So that you can focus on your business in other areas and that's that's honestly an ongoing struggle um, I think for for me and probably many other owners that have multi units to try to find that balance um, you want to be there for your teams you want to be able to connect with them you want to be accessible, but at the same time you know you have to do the things that they can't do to make that business better
2: Oh that's fantastic, really and truly all, all ladies those are great those are great um great stories that you've given i have one to share on my own uh biggest failure has been in um it's it's a combination of that intuition um that that we've discussed already and that is um really walking forward and trusting someone to be what they say they are to be um everything that they show you you expect honesty and integrity in, in business companions and not taking the time to really dig a little deeper really call the references really find out uh, what's happening and I and I I failed um, just recently and Fred's laughing because I know he knows what I'm talking about and uh, big big lesson that I learned and, and it's just it's uh, awesome to let our viewers know uh, especially our female viewers that are starting uh, to own their own business to really take the time to validate those people that you partner with
0: yeah, I should have just called Fred for the website, but that's okay.
2: Um, <laughs>
0: so I want to I tell everyone, um, as far as I can tell, we have broken our record for most uh, live listeners at the website. So congratulations, <laughs> ladies. Um, you're rocking the boat. So now time for – oh, my superpower – is pain in the ass. I am the greatest pain in the ass you've ever met. Um, funny thing is, and Ray will tell you, people pay me for it. So, uh, first, <laughs> sorry. I love so you're that. a PETA. Uh, I'm a PETA, exactly. Um, no one said the magic word yet, Ray. Isn't that amazing? I've had the applause. I know, I'll I keep, know. We'll see, we'll see. But I, I, so,
1: I, I, yeah. do, I Can I make one statement? Everybody's talking about their failures, but you know what? I think that every failure has a silver lining. You learn mm-hmm. something. Every time you do something wrong, you say, gosh, I should have done this or that. You don't ever right. commit that failure again, and that makes you more successful.
0: Exactly. Right? That mm-hmm. which does not kill us strengthens
1: us.
5: Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'll jump with my question, and Ray can ask his questions. Amanda, where are you located, yeah. and what's the weather like?
5: <laughs> I'm oh, in I was Fort Wayne, ask that one. <laughs> Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, today it was still chilly in the 40s, um, rainy on and on, but uh, there was some sunshine. There were no tornadoes, so I'm, you know, I'm pleased that we're moving towards spring and. And then ideally summer. <laughs> Do you know have
0: any summer. black snow on the ground? Uh what? You mean snert? Snert or <laughs> black snow. You know, it's the stuff that it, it no, comes down no, white in January. All...
5: <laughs> yeah, no, we, we don't have
0: any of uh, You're lucky. <laughs> Mary Alice, what about you? Where are you? And what's the weather like? Although
9: I'm in. Holly still the beans in... on
0: where you're located. <laughs>
9: She did. I'm in I'm in paradise in Sarasota, Florida, um, home to one of the top three beaches in the whole entire country, Siesta Key Beach. It is 75 degrees and sunny. It's just that kind of spring day. I wish I could bottle it up and send it on to all of you. <laughs> it's just
0: beautiful. Oh, that's Sea <laughs> Ray. There's somebody who knows how to live. Amen. Oh, well. <laughs> Leslie, what about you? Where are you located and what's the weather like?
8: I am in Atlanta, Georgia. It is a beautiful day here. It's sunny and clear. We've had a lot of rain this winter, uh, but not today. It's cool, but you know the hot, you know, hotlanta is going to be hotlanta soon. The um <laughs> the yellow,
0: um,
8: the yellow layer of pollen that descends on Atlanta every year is it, it's starting. So it's coming.
1: Ray,
0: I got the easy question. You get the hard one.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say <laughs> that uh, Amanda and I are, are practically neighbors. <laughs> you know, cause, uh, you know <laughs> Indiana is just part of the the Chicago area. Practically, anyway, <laughs> but uh, one one of the questions that came to mind is actually for Leslie. Uh, uh, how did you become the top consultant of, of a I work hard. <laughs>
8: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I I would say a big a big piece of that is um, relationships and time management. I, I think is how I would would um, characterize that, that, you know, I've been in my business for 20 years. I've uh, over time formed a great relationships with my past clients, with other people you know, in my community. So I've just developed a kind of a wonderful referral business. So um, I've always had, you know, great people coming my, my way to work with. So, you know, that's part of it is, um, you know, developing your relationships and nurturing them and taking care of them and that you know, continues to circle back to you, and, um, but yeah, when when you're working with with a lot of people, uh, you've got to be able to manage your time well, so that, again, goes back to having the appropriate team behind you, helping you, um, delegating, and so that I can focus my time on my clients, and, you know, providing them white glove service, and then the other stuff that is important to you know my business, the kind of administrative stuff and and marketing. You know I've got great people helping me with that, so I, I can spend my time and doing what's most important in my business.
1: Yep, cultivating those uh, relationships is very important. And, and and by the way, I was just in Perry, Georgia, a couple of days ago, the FMCA, uh, Family Motor Coach Association rally down there, and it's a beautiful area. But it's, it was in the in the forties uh, and fifties there too. So I don't know what happened what happened this spring but anyway uh, uh, Mary, uh, Mary Alice I want to ask you a question you, you, almost think, Kay, I, you, you? Grew... you almost said Mary Kate didn't
0: you you almost said Mary Kate didn't you
1: no you came close no. I know it I you could said hear Ma- it. you said Mary Kate no no yeah, no, no I, I said Mary Alice you came close <laughs> go ahead Mary Alice so you you grew up in you you said you grew up in the business do you think do you think that uh, it's, uh, it's sort of genetic, you know, with your father being in business and, and, and things like that, do you think he passed down any business genes to you?
9: Oh, Ray, I absolutely do. I think that's a great question. Um, I think you either have that entrepreneurial spirit or that, that drive in your, in your bones or you don't. Um, the trait I've noticed among all of the business owners that I've encountered and come to know during this adventure is um, they're pretty ballsy people. Um, and business ownership is not for everyone. So, yes, I really think it starts back uh, at the homestead, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I I, I think so. I, I resisted for a long time and myself uh, my dad always says son you need to be in business i said sure dad and i went out and worked for somebody else for most of my life and 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 then finally got down to brass tacks and uh and decided to do what he wanted me to do and it it, was, <laughs> it worked it, it definitely worked
9: yeah i do recall any i don't recall any fear about it because you see you saw yep. other people do it and uh you felt like you could do it as well. Yep. Yep. So,
1: go ahead, Fred. What what else you got? Is it time to pay more bills?
0: Yeah, it's time to pay more <laughs> bills. Uh, so, we're going to give a shout out to Abel Bayen, director of the Great American Franchise Expo. If you're interested in buying a franchise and want to see what it's like, you need to go to uh, one of the many great American Franchise Expos. You can check out the listing at www.franexpousa.com but I'll also tell you there's one coming up in Charlotte, uh, April 13th and 14th at the Charlotte Convention Center and then there's one in Atlanta from May 18th to 19th at the Cobb Galleria and like I said the growing number of people online, ask a question we'll get it answered Um, at KillersOfFranchising.com or you can dial in at three two three five eight zero five seven five five. So, I'll take the last question and that is Amanda, how do people get a hold of you?
5: They can reach me on LinkedIn or of course on your site.
1: Ooh, that was And, and
0: any, any other way to get a hold of you? Sorry, I, I haven't done any other um, the turkey ones. Go ahead.
5: I'm pretty sure the Pillars of Franchising, I just said that.
0: <laughs> yes, you did. Okay.
5: And LinkedIn. Mary Alice. And LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. <laughs>
0: and you can find everyone's LinkedIn profile on thepillarsoffranchising.com if you don't know how to search on LinkedIn. Mary Alice, how did they get a hold
9: of you? Well, the best way, book a flight to Sarasota, Florida, book a vacation because it's long overdue. Come into downtown Sarasota and find me at Scout and Molly's and we'll just have a wonderful little visit. Um, You can also email me at sarasota at com, or on all the other ways you've already mentioned.
0: And that one takes us to Leslie. Leslie, how do people get hold of you?
8: Well, I will have to mirror the other ladies. I'm on LinkedIn every day, so that's a great way. Um, and I check my email regularly, um, and that's L K U B A N at frannet f r a n n e t dot com.
0: Awesome. So Holly, uh, we we're we're gonna uh, not say goodbye, but uh, put our our current. Uh, excellent uh, women in franchising uh, into mute and we're going to bring out uh, our next group. So while Fred goes and does that and figures out who he's disconnecting and reconnecting, <laughs> why don't you talk a bit about our next group?
2: Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm, I am excited. This this next group is the franchise professionals. So we have, we have Phyllis uh, Pierry, um at a, a personal friend of mine she is uh, a, a woman with great wisdom, uh, great knowledge, and just uh, a fun a fun person I, I really enjoy her company and also with Phyllis, we have our friend Cassie uh, Zimmerman, um, who is a franchise development manager at Bank of America so these professional women are are you know the top of their game so we 're looking forward to asking them some tough questions and and while we're waiting for them to get on, I'm going to give you a, a quick quote from our movie last night, the Marvel movie. Uh, she says, you know, she's facing her nemesis, and she says, all this time I've been fighting with one arm tied behind my back, right? So, and she's, she's doing great. She's kicking bottom, and she's taking names. And, and she says, but what happens when I'm finally set free? And that's, that's the question that we're going to start this next group with. And we're going to talk about the times when you're, in your life, in your career, uh, when you felt like you were fighting with one arm tied behind your back and something clicked in your mind, something clicked in your psyche that said, you know what, I don't need to fight like this. I, I have absolute superpowers and, and I'm going to take the world by storm. And so let's start with you, Phyllis. Hi,
6: Holly. Gee, that's a really good question. Can you hear me okay? I hear you? Yes, great. we can.
0: Great.
1: Five by five. Okay, yes, all right.
6: Can. So, so that's a great question because the first thing that popped in my head was going from being a development person selling one particular brand to becoming a franchise consultant and coach and being able to really get to know somebody, figure out what would be a really good business model for them, and helping them Um, get into business with a wonderful array of great companies to work with
2: fantastic and and did you feel handicapped when you started Did you feel that you uh you you didn't have the whole picture there was something that you didn't quite yet see that almost kind of opened up to you and said wait a minute wait a minute there's so much more here
6: you mean as far as going from just selling one brand to selling lots
2: yes yeah
6: yeah so when i first did that um, I think because I, I knew people that were doing what I do now, and I kept watching them and seeing what they were doing, and I was jealous of that because um, I wanted to be able to offer people other options instead of just the one thing that I had to offer them. So okay. I, and I, I'm also, um, I love to multitask, and I get bored easy, and so <laughs> being able to work with lots of different companies really fit my personality.
2: Oh, so. that's wonderful, Phyllis. Thank you for that. How about you, Cassie? Tell me tell me, when you felt like you were fighting with one arm behind your back and, and all of a sudden something happened that you realized that you were in control of your destiny and you were able to move to that next level.
10: Sure. Yeah, so for me, I would say, you know, coming from lending to the, the small business uh, general industry population for many years, uh, going on 17 years with Bank of America, I, I knew I could deliver more and was really ready to switch gears and specialize in a sector. So, he, just hearing the stories and how a business, whether it's a franchisor or even a franchisee, got started um, really drives part of my passion. Always an interesting story on how everyone gets started. So, I knew I really wanted to focus on this sector and be able to, to deliver. Mm
2: hmm. Oh, that, that's fantastic. I love that answer. And and my next question is going to be um, even more complex, you know, or simple or strange, however you want to look at it. So, Cassie, I'm going to ask you. um, Okay, Fred's giving me a hard time already here. So, Cassie, I'm going to ask you, I would like you to identify something about you that is absolutely unique, strange, or weird that has been pivotal in your success, something in you that, that was not Necessarily commonly seen as, okay, this is what business women do. Oh, geez, that's a hard one. Um,
1: oh.
10: So, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe not so much strange, but, you know, just some of my background and history growing up as a child. Uh, my father passed away when I was young, so raised by my very strong, independent mother. Um, I think her passion for striving to deliver for the two of us. As part of my development, playing both roles of uh, the mother and father has really made me the woman that I am today. Um, I was always a, a shy uh, child, um, but I've really blossomed um, from there. Oh, that's fantastic.
2: And Peggy, I, you're on here too, and I, I just I I went right past you. So, Peggy, I'm going to come back to you, if you don't mind. Tell me about a time that you had one arm side behind your back and uh, and what you did to 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 uh, uh, release yourself or just see the bigger picture.
11: I think I was lucky enough that it came on early in my career because um, I was the type of person who was kind of quiet, um, sat back and observed before, you know, really giving my all and in my first job out of college, I was overlooked for a promotion because I wasn't one of the ones going out and being a drinking buddy. And so from then on, I decided I was directing my own career, and uh, I I did. I strategically went, uh, picked jobs and um, responsibilities that were going to get me to the place where eventually I would start my own business. Oh that's
7: that's a beautiful
2: story. You basically took the the old school and and threw it away and said, "Nope, I'm in charge. I'm doing this." I love it. Um and we'll just go right to you on the second question too. Tell tell me about something unique and um maybe quirky, maybe strange, maybe um maybe perceived by those that are weird that that our audience can identify with. And those those
11: um very unique superhuman characteristic
2: that has brought you to where you are.
11: Well, I think, um, again, somewhat relating to that situation, once that happened to me, I started telling things like it is. (laughs) Um, And people would uh, mistake me for quiet, and then I would be myself and start telling it like it is, and I shocked a lot of people, but um, it helped me move on to the next level, and it helped encourage other women that I worked with to do the same.
2: Oh, you you brought voice to others. That's that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that one. Okay, and uh Phyllis, tell us tell us about your unique uh uh strange, quirky thing about you that will inspire other women and other business owners.
9: Um,
6: I think I think one of the things that I uh, have a real passion for technology. And I've been I always laugh and say I'm the geeky kind of girl and it's something that I really do enjoy. I think I like it because I like the creativity of it, and I like figuring things out, kind of like I like figuring things out for my clients. So I'm kind of the go-to person. If they can't figure out how to fix it, they come to me and I do it for them. Oh, powerful. um,
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And my last question for you... Beautiful ladies. And you are all beautiful by the way. I don't know if anybody has seen the post that that Fred has put out. I mean, these are these all eight of these women here are dynamos. They're the head of their field. They are strong. They are powerful. They are making making a movement in this in this industry and they're paving the way for all the rest of us to follow. And my last I knew I should have gotten
0: that, Pete. I should have gotten (laughs) Helen Reddy's song. Crap. Okay, next time around.
2: Uh, Go ahead. Better get on it. Come on. <laughs> okay, girls, last question. Um this this is one that that has been um near to my heart. Um I I left um a business, started my own business as you all know, uh not too long ago. It's been very 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 successful, amazingly so. I've been very grateful. Um, one thing that that moves my business forward is getting up every day and saying the following, and that is, what is one thing I can do today to get to the other side of fear? That's what motivates me, and as, as inverse as that is, I, I look for a challenge every day, and when I go to bed at night and I close my eyes after, you know, I, I you know, rest in bed and get a little bit of meditation, that's for you, Maria, um, and, and I sit there and I say, okay, what did I do today that did get me to the other side of fear? And if I don't have anything, I'm going to be double on it the next day because I feel that the, the one thing that has always held me back personally, I know this is not for everyone, is, is my own personal fears, fear of, of, you know, how this is going to look to someone else, how how this is going to be presented, image, um, content, you, you name it. And and some of the things that I do to get to the other side of fear is, you know, I don't even feel like going out meeting some friends tonight. But, you know, as small as that is and forcing myself to do it and then just relaxing and networking a little bit. Um, So tell me, you, what motivates you when you wake up in the morning? Uh, How do you get to the other side of fear? And let's start with you. Um, uh, Let's go with Kathy. Sure. Um,
10: For me, I would have to say... Now I am blessed with the opportunity to be part of a new business uh, within the bank uh, within one of the largest banks in the world, so helping to build out a specialized sales process uh, lending program that's built to serve uh, the franchisees i <clears throat> I wake up every day and I, I say this often to my peers and others you know I, leaving general industries and coming over to um, this industry, I wake up every day motivated and happy and love my job. Just being in, in this division, it is very rewarding. Um, the motivation is really the, the strength of this, my family that I have behind me, the support uh, that I have, and, and really loving what I do. It's, it's hard for many to actually, I think, wake up every day and say that, but I can genuinely say loving what you do is, is really your, your motivation every day to get up
2: and, and strive Oh, absolutely, that's beautiful Thank you so much Cassie Okay Phyllis, what do you say, what do you do in the morning That gets you, uh, what, what excites you, what motivates you What do you say in the morning Well I never get to
6: sleep in because I have two dogs and puppies So they make sure that I get up to feed them But um, <laughs> Okay while you're feeding them right? or walking them <laughs> Right exactly, so it's not like I can start out my day meditating But I like to um, So my routine has been to get up take care of those things, sit in my chair with my coffee and have some quiet time. And if I'm in a place of fear, a lot of times I will journal and I will ask God questions. You know, why is this happening? And why is that happening? And can you help me with this? And, and it's not the 911 God, but it's the just really kind of asking for courage and to let me know that everything's going to be okay. A lot of times I'll say, will you give me a sign? And you know, it's amazing if you ask, at least it's been for me, that if I ask for, you know, to give me a sign, to let me know, am I on the right track? I'll get an email. I'll get a phone call. Something will happen that I know that my you know, prayers have been answered. And uh, awesome. the other thing that I've done that. is, when I walk down the stairs I remember that God's in charge and I'm not. And he's the one driving the bus.
2: Oh, fantastic. Absolutely. I love it. That's great. Yes. Okay. Very well Oh, put. I'm sorry. Yeah, and and how about how about you, um, Peggy or I'm sorry, did I get you, Peggy? Yeah, no, I haven't. Yes. yes. Tell me. Uh,
11: I don't think I necessarily have a mantra other than once in a while if, if I'm hyperventilating for some reason I'll remind myself to breathe um, mostly I just ask for God's guidance every morning and um I remind myself that I love to make a difference and um so whether it's that phone call to give someone a solution or that question that I may ask that sets off some light bulb in a client's mind or just words of encouragement uh that's what makes me um, excited is when I really can tell that I've shifted a mindset or just made a difference in someone's life and made them a little closer to making their dream come true. That's what keeps me going.
2: Yeah. That brings us back to exactly why we're here today is to empower women and men um, to, to be able to own their own business, to, to move to that next step of uh, the level of their careers, and you women have been such an inspiration to me, especially this group here, the second group or the third group here, um, in that you have uh, maintained your spots as a franchise professionals here. So we've got we've got franchisors, we've got franchise owners, and we have franchise professionals. And there's not a single person on this call that I wouldn't say had superhuman powers. And, um, you know, Fred made the joke about man's, uh, women explaining to them, I don't think there's anything to explain. I think these are powerful women, just like Fred and Ray are in their rights, too. And, and there is, there's, uh, you know, I don't think I'm there's not a, a powerful lot of woman. differences. Yes, you are. No, <laughs> not today.
1: Not today. <laughs> so in the
2: tribal world. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to thank all of you, all of you women. I, I enjoyed all of this immensely, but I know that Fred and Ray have some great questions for this last group.
0: So I'll let you have the easy question this time, Ray, and I'll jump with the, a harder question. I do want to say that congratulations, ladies, we actually now have international listeners um, because there's different little different non-U.S. flags popping up on the, the chat in <laughs> um, of, Pillars of Franchising. That is also a first. So big thumbs wow. up. Yeah. Just, and now we'll switch from Pillars of Faith because I always ask God to reveal the path that I'm supposed to take. Um, we'll mm-hmm. go from Pillars of Faith back to pillars of franchising. So, Cassie, we'll start with you, the banker. What are the top three items you recommend a potential franchisee purchaser read in an FDD? I love this
10: question. Yes, yes. This is like the Bible to a lender. Uh, as well as the insomnia that you related to earlier. (laughs) I have to uh, step away from my computer many times to take a break. (laughs) Um, So top three. Item 19 is probably the number one for for most lenders. It is an aggregate unit level uh, data that provides the basis for a bank to use in evaluating uh, the average performance of a franchisee. Uh, Very important. Probably number one for us. Second one, I would say uh, item 20. It helps the bank to understand the growth patterns, as well as any backstories on closures or transfers. So we'd like to know the history there on the performance of the brand. And then the third one, another item that's important is uh, the section that's related to the franchisor support. I don't know uh, the exact item number, but um, although a bank is underwriting to the individual franchisee based on their own credit worthiness. Understanding the infrastructure of supporting the franchisee is also an important factor for a bank. So, for example, you know, what steps does a franchisor take in addressing underperforming units? As we are building out our tailored lending programs, we want to make sure we are partnering with a stable, proven, and supportive system. Those would be my top three.
0: All right. So my question to you, as I asked Carolyn, did Ray pay you to say item 20?
10: <laughs> Maybe. Okay, yeah,
0: I knew you would have gotten some someone. Peggy, let's go with yeah. you next, your, your, your top three in the FDD.
11: You know, I can't believe it, but I think they're the same exact as Cassie's. And no, Ray did not yeah. pay me to say. But, of course, number 19, the financial is the first, although I have to tell you um, it's losing ground because a lot of the franchises are not putting much information in there anymore, Um, and so it's harder and harder to find that in the FDD. You have to go to other sources. Number 20, definitely for the outlets and franchise, I like to look at those to see, you know, it gives you insight as to if, if the franchise is actually growing If, you know, there may be some years where they're having a a large exodus and uh, that may raise red flags. And uh, quite a lot of people like to call current franchisees to get information, but it's also good to contact um, ex-franchisees to see maybe why they left. Um, And then, of course, the last one is number 11, the franchisor's assistance, to see what type of support net that that they they give their franchisees.
0: Yeah, Ray's been paying people. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) On the side, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He just likes to have that. (laughs) Ray Buck. So, not only can you get a free copy of the Franchise MBA uh, by filling out the form, you can get free Ray Buck's. Phyllis. (laughs) Phyllis. <laughs> yes, sir. What's so, your top three?
6: So, I do it a little differently. So, first of all, to me, number two, business experience is really important because one of the things that I look for in a good franchisor is if they have people on their team that have franchise experience because franchising is a different type of business than a corporate office with corporate locations. So, I like to see business experience in the management team. And then the initial fees, I, it's important for me to explain to them why there's a big gap, the low and high, and that I, I, you know, spending time so they understand exactly what the investment is going to be or could be without any, um, you know, we're not going to have any surprises. That's one of the nice things about franchising, it's very litigious, which I like because you know exactly what you're getting into when you do it. And then, yes, the item 19, I'll mention if there's an item 19. I personally, because of my role, I don't talk about the item 19 because it could get me in trouble, especially if they haven't been disclosed. I leave that to the development team. But I do like to talk to them about, of course, talking to franchise owners, that they can talk to anyone, but I want to make sure that they talk to some of the winners because I want them to see whether they can relate to those people, some in the middle, and then some at the lower level, so they can get a range of business acumen. And most of the time I will say to them, when you're talking to franchise owners, if you talk to a winner and you and you just were to track gross sales, and then you were to ask them how much they spent on marketing, and then you talk to the ones that are whining, Usually the ones that are whining are not spending any money on marketing, they're not following the system, and of course they're not happy because they're not doing well. So they kind of answer their own questions.
0: Someone finally sent the M word, right? Someone finally said it. Yay! Um, Yay. So, Phyllis, I'm going to tell okay. you, I remember us talking about this before and you making the comment about the executive team. And earlier this week I was talking to a uh, a guest that's going to be on in June who's just in that process of uh, – he's going to become a case study. But they, they're not franchised yet, but they're working on it. And yep. I said, well, no, there are a lot of people out there uh, – Mm-hmm. Phyllis is one of them that'll tell people to look at the that you need to have franchise uh, experience if you're going to become a franchisor. So I quoted you earlier this week. Mm, oh, that's not, funny. That Thank you. Ray, Thank
6: you. I appreciate Ray, now that, Fred.
0: You, you got it, ma'am. I know when people are smart because I'm not. Ray, your turn. Go with the easy question, okay. my friend. Ouch.
1: I am going to go with the easy question. I'm going to ask everybody how we get a hold of you. And, oh, but first i just want to uh, uh uh make a statement here i noticed that there are of all the people we've talked to today there are certain elements or attributes that they all have and these three things were mentioned uh, in in, in varying amounts from different uh, different guests so one is passion passion for what what they want to do and the other one is the challenge and sometimes the challenge is through fear and the, other, and the last one is faith. It seems like everybody has faith. Mm. So s- starting with Cassie, how do we get a hold of you?
10: Sure. I would say LinkedIn is probably the, the best avenue. If not, um, Cassandra.Zimmerman at dot is my email. And my bio is also out there with the information on your website.
7: And
11: Peggy? Uh, You can use my email address, pniles at anbconcepts.com. You can contact me on LinkedIn, Peggy Niles, or Facebook under my business page, Accounting and Business Concepts, Inc.
1: Okay, then Phyllis.
11: Uh,
6: Phyllis Pierre on LinkedIn or yourfranchisecoach.com, phyllis at yourfranchisecoach.com.
1: Wow.
0: Okay, so there's one one easy question you missed, dude. I should say two. Okay.
1: What
7: are
0: you? you you, So, we'll start with Phyllis. Where are you, and what's the weather like? Because (laughs) this is still pillars Pillars of Weather Nation.
6: All right. I am in Issaquah, Washington which is east of Seattle, and it is about 60 degrees, and actually I can see some blue sky.
1: So that oh, wow. makes for
6: a very happy day in Seattle <laughs> That's, area.
1: Yeah, does, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> Peggy, take it away. Where are you?
11: Well, I've, I'm in Westmont, Illinois, near Chicago and near Ray, and I don't know what... Oh anyone's complaining about because after the winter we've had this 40 degree weather feels like spring
1: <laughs> it does does
11: although i do hear you guys all saying about the mid-70s and i am longing for them however i also know we'll jump right over that into the 90s so
1: yeah it's amazing and that's why i left Cassie, <laughs> how about you
10: well, I am a Tampa native, so born and raised here in Tampa, Florida, and it is warm, sunny, and probably 70, you want to say? Uh,
0: my type of weather. All right. <laughs> so, folks, we are now going to go for, after this next message, we're going to go for a free-for-all, and Holly's going to get a chance to talk to everybody at once. So uh, oh, I want to give it? A- Yeah, I know, and that's going to be fun. Uh, Want want to give a shout-out to our – We can do it. Yes, we can. What would you call it, a food Uh, fight? Food fight,
1: yeah. (laughs) Free for all? I –
0: Either way, I'll, I'm, I'll, no one will take offense at food fight or free-for-all. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, BlastPoint is our newest sponsor. BlastPoint enables franchisors to leverage big data in every stage of growth and every aspect of their business, from territory design and management and prospecting and customer analysis to local marketing and franchise sales. BlastPoint's innovative, state-of-the-art technology provides a holistic approach to making data-driven business decisions by combining your internal insights with an ocean of external data sources. BlastPoint has helped many franchise systems understand who their target customers are, where they are, and how to reach them. Our franchisors have integrated the BlastPoint system into their site selection, marketing, sales, and hiring processes. Our system dynamically adapts to your franchise system, whether you are micro emerging or established with hundreds of units. BlastPoint's patent pending technology, which is a spin off from Carnegie Mellon University's world renowned, I knew I wouldn't get through the whole thing, world renowned data research labs, is already helping over 100 organizations grow their business. Talk to Tomer Borenstein at blastpoint.co. I knew I wasn't going to get through the whole thing. Sorry, Tomer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're we're running running out of time, folks. But you can still get questions for our awesome field of uh, panelists, all powerful professional women in their own right, by calling three two three five eight zero five seven five five, or chatting on the website at PillarsOfFranchising dot com. And for those of you who are outside of the U.S., I do not I can barely read Spanish. And I can swear in French, German, and Italian. So if you're swearing <laughs> at me in those languages, I'll swear back. So, Holly, you, the, everyone's on. Take it away.
2: Oh, this is fun, first of all. Thank you all. You are amazing, amazing guests, amazing women. But, you know, being that we're tying it to the theme, which is women in franchising, I'm going to ask, and, and please feel free to just jump in. I'll try to referee it, or or, or Ray will here, somebody will wrestle you down. Uh, we we have a very 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 powerful important question, and and that is, when you look at yourself as a woman in a business career, do you see a differentiation from being a woman versus being a man, or do you see yourself? as powerful just business professionals and and there is no right or wrong answer here. I am very, very curious to, to hear your responses. Carol, okay, do I have to call there. you out? Yes,
0: you're gonna have <laughs> to, to call everyone did. out.
2: Yeah. Okay, Phyllis Phyllis, you're first go.
6: Oh, you would ask me first, right? Of course I would. <laughs> well, you know, I came into franchising many years ago when there weren't a lot of women in franchising. And I'm so happy to see that it is growing. And I think it's a space that women don't consider. Women executives don't consider franchising, and I, they need to because it's so fabulous. I mean, I don't consider myself – I I get along great with men. I've been in a lot of men businesses and – I don't see myself any different than a man.
2: You're amazing, Phyllis. I know you well. How about you, Peggy? Tell me.
11: I definitely do not differentiate between the genders. It's what you got in your head and what you got Mm -hmm. in your heart and how you use it. Good.
9: How about you, Mary Alice? I would have to agree. I don't see a differentiation. I find as a small business owner, we're all kind of on common ground. Male or female, we are all facing the same challenges, and we just connect on so many topics and support one another as best we can. Excellent.
7: Cassie?
2: Cassie, are you still with us? She may have had Oh, she, sorry. I was on,
10: I was on mute. <laughs> I'm back. Okay. Yeah, you're here.
2: So, okay, Cassie, tell us.
10: I would say, not directly for myself, but in my experience working um, in the franchise space, I have not seen any delineation between men and women franchisees. And many times, you know, owners or partners are married, so it's a joint venture. Uh, Franchisors, from my experience, are most interested in the willingness to adopt to a system's philosophy, come prepared to be uh, immersed in the business end-to-end, and bring experience to the business, regardless of their gender.
5: I love that. How about you, Amanda? No, I've i honestly really never felt that there was a difference. Um I mean, I'm a strong individual and I feel like most of the other owners that I talk with, men or women, they're all very strong. They have their own stories. But of course I'm five foot one and a half and I sometimes think that I'm six foot. So, <laughs> so do I. You are. You are a lion. I love it. <laughs> Maria, Maria. I'll how second about you? that.
2: You could be six feet.
5: <laughs> I try really hard with my heels. <laughs> Good. Maria.
2: Maria, are you still with us? All
8: right, let's go to Leslie. How about you, Leslie? No, I'll do the ladies. Um, I, I you know, can't say that I'm any more or less successful because of, of my gender or or see that in you know, men and women around me. I I think it's just you know what you bring to the table and and what you do
4: with the opportunities presented. I love that, Caroline. How about you? Yes, I would agree with everyone above. We're pretty much just looking for people that meet the core values, whether it's men or women who have the faith, they have compassion, integrity, the commitment, and even the loyalty, and that. That can go either way, either gender.
2: I love that. Maria, are you with us still?
0: No, it looks like we lost we just,
2: her. We lost Maria. Well, and I, I just want to reiterate that that is exactly what I saw throughout every one of our questions, um, all of our questions, Fred and Ray, is that this group of women, um, yes, they are female and, and, and bold in their femininity, but yet. They are, they are business women. They are business men. They are, they are business entrepreneurs. And they are paving the way for other women, other men to get into this incredibly powerful and successful world of franchising. This is where wealth is being created. That We have, in the last three decades, added 90% of female ownership in businesses. And I uh, am and just so grateful to Fred and Ray for putting on the show today.
0: So, I'm going to have to disagree with everyone All the ladies on this show I would far rather be talking to any Looking at any one of you Than looking at Ray Sorry
1: just, <laughs> Me too <laughs> I,
0: I, I just uh, I, That's why I'm here <laughs> So Play the turkey my, clip <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ooh yes. yes I can do that Give me a second I like that clip. That one cracks me up. Just a second. We got lots of clips here. And not there. There it is. (laughs) As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. (laughs) Sorry, that always.
2: And if you don't know that clip, we're just going to have to give you a little bit. WKRP in Cincinnati, a fantastic show. From I don't know what year it was. I probably wasn't born yet. Shh, no, that's not <laughs> true. Um, but anyway, there was this great episode on Thanksgiving, and they dropped turkeys out of airplanes for promotional purposes, not unlike what Fred and Ray do with their Pillars of Franchising <laughs> show. And believe it or not, turkeys cannot fly. So they they landed.
7: <laughs>
2: Frozen.
0: <laughs> so my last question is tied back to one of the first things I said on the show in that I dedicated this show to uh, my granddaughter, Addison Charlotte Rad- uh, Murray Raditz. So I'm going to ask each of our, our phenomenal guests, what advice would you give to my granddaughter as she ma- ends up making her way into professional work, into the professional world? <laughs> Carolyn, you first.
4: I would tell her to build up her faith and to whatever um, she needs to do. If she has faith in God, that will take her anywhere she wants to go. Awesome. Amanda?
5: I would tell her that life is a learning obstacle and face fear head on. We don't always know what's around the corner but to have faith in herself and to surround herself with people that empower her and support her endeavors, and she will get through them to the end.
0: Mm, Great, great. Uh, Mary Alice, almost did it myself there.
9: Oh, jeepers. (laughs) I would tell her her to uh, recognize what makes her unique and special and just to be herself.
0: I can agree with that. Phyllis.
9: I would tell her to
6: follow her heart and to listen to her instincts and to never give up, but also, most importantly, to learn how to ask for what she needs.
0: And listen to Grandpa. Um, I -hmm. like that. (laughs) Cassie.
10: Um, I would add to that, um, be assertive. Be assertive, mm-hmm. ask, and, and find a mentor or mentors. Mentors have paved the way, and they can give great advice to you to help I'm you. I'm hoping you'll be
0: available for her when mm-hmm. she's ready. Um,
10: Leslie. I will be. <laughs>
0: Excellent.
10: I would
8: say um, just really pay attention to what lights your fire. You know, what energizes you? Where um, What are you doing when you are in the zone and just losing track of time there's a lot of clues to where she'll find her um, her place in the world in that space
0: Mm, great great advice Peggy
11: I would tell her first of all don't strive for perfection continue to learn something new every day and when she falls get back up and try again just do it a little differently
0: Nice. All right, Ray, before we turn it over to you for your question, uh, we're going to take one more uh, sponsor break. And then when we're back, it's up to you, my friend.
2: Zarian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. While the average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business, VarianFirm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Varian offers sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business, but all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the industry norm.
0: Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors
1: with validated business opportunities.
0: And we're back, uh, folks. Remember, you can uh, tell your friends to listen.
1: Should be up on the website by tomorrow. Ray, your question. Okay, you're not the only one who has a granddaughter, okay? I have a granddaughter as well. I know you. And she's born August 24th, and everything's her about seven months old. And I think my advice to Mm -hmm. her, and I guess my question to everybody would be, you know, if you think this would be appropriate, and that is she can be anything she wants to be.
7: Absolutely.
11: Most definitely. So yep.
1: Yep. Is that your question, my friend? I guess it is. And then oh. I have some advice for my, my my son and my grandson, and that is there's three phrases that you need to learn. And that's you're right, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> <What> about...
11: <laughs> I go with the I'm you're, sorry.
1: sorry. I'm
6: <laughs> Okay. That okay. makes
1: everybody
0: happy. Yep. I usually choose bite me, but that's okay, never mind.
2: All right.
1: <laughs> well that's so, why you're a friend. No right.
2: not. No, no rights and wrongs. Just just I'm sorry and bite me, that's all.
1: <laughs> all right. So
0: then one last question and, and we'll roll on out of here. Um first of all, I wanna thank all of our guests. Uh you oh, yeah. you ladies have been awesome and, and Man, this is the least amount of work Ray and I have had to do in a long time. So as my my partner, who's a woman who founded West Vine, always says, women do the heavy work, men just look pretty. Um, I'm working <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I have a voice for radio. Anyways, so what's your favorite Internet radio show? Who wants to jump in there? <laughs>
5: That's the pillars of franchise.
1: Yay. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: so I'll, I'll ask this and then we'll head to the end music. Um, Amanda, any last words?
5: Thank you very much for having me on the show. Number one, but you know, I think that there's, there's some negativity in this world and the, and it's difficult I think for young entrepreneurs to kind of, segue through that it's important to surround yourself with people who support you and constantly give yourself that that positive talk be realistic um, and network and talk to people who've been there done that they have a lot to offer and um, franchising is a a great opportunity and you've got this beautiful network here to uh, connect and learn more about it
0: great words mary alice
9: Every day is a gift. Do what your heart tells you to do, what you really want to do, and there are just so many opportunities. There are so many um, wonderful women on the call today who do amazing things that you can tap into and learn and um, just take advantage of all the opportunities and the experienced and kind people who are here and want to help you.
0: You know, that's that's an awesome thought. Um I always used to think I had a attitude of gratitude, but um I've learned since last December just how um e- precious every day is and that's the only today's the only day we got. So thank you for yep. bringing that out. Carolyn. Mhm.
4: Yes, thank you for having me on and I just think that every day we need to just be persistent and consistent and just be thankful for the people and team that um God has placed around you. Just know you don't have to do it by yourself. And Ray, can I can I correct my um contact information? I have messed yes, up. Yes, you this. can. You need to thank you. If you need to would like to contact me my email is Carolyn at Wisdom Senior Care, and um, thank you. And wisdomhealthacademy.org dot org is the other way they I can be contacted. Thank you.
0: Okay, that was good because when you said dot dot org, I'm thinking, oh my God, I put it wrong in the, on her bio no. page.
4: No, you did my not. <laughs> I,
0: yes. Yeah. Okay. Phyllis, yeah, what oh. about you? Yes.
6: Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on the show. And Holly, thank you. You did a great job, also. I loved your yeah. questions. But uh, I just want to say that I, you know, I've been in franchising my whole career and I love franchising. I think it is the best way for somebody to enter into business ownership. And I just hope that more people, especially women, because we need more women franchisees and franchisors we will take a a second look and consider franchising because I think it's a space that's been overlooked, and I really am on a campaign to help change that.
0: Awesome. Peggy?
11: Well, I also want to thank you for having me on. It's been enjoyable. And my words of wisdom, I guess, would be to challenge the status quo and don't let anything keep you from going after your dreams.
0: Power to the people i um, sorry.: I've been known to yell that in front of TV cameras. That's why I always like political campaigns. Holly, as our special uh, co-host, uh, you get the, before the, uh, the old guy in, in Chicago, as opposed to the old guy in California says anything. What's your words of wisdom?
2: Words of wisdom, I didn't expect you to ask that for me, so now I have to think here, so uh,
1: that was cruel. Cool. Uh, no,
2: really, I, what I would say to anyone listening to this or any prospective business owner is is my, my mantra every day. Get, do one thing to get on the other side of fear. Get out there. Do what you need to do. You do not have to change the nine-to-five job. No one can create wealth with a paycheck, but everyone can create wealth as an investor in this society. So find something that moves you that you can make a difference in. Get out there. Take the first step. If you don't know where to begin, you have eight amazing women here and two seasoned veterans that have been around franchising for a long time that can give you advice, that can move you to that next step. Just make the step. Make the move.
0: Okay. Okay. That's awesome. And I'm excited. Somebody finally chatted. I'm going to tell you what they said. Hey, hey, I heard the party. Where are the drinks? Just kidding. Weather is beautiful, but cold here. You guys are doing an amazing work for women, cornerstone of this universe. Special heads up for the yoga franchiser and Carolyn from Wisdom Senior Care. These are two main activities in our life. The author of Genesis are telling us how important breathing is, because without that, as living beings, we are nothing. And aging is what all of us will go through. So, great services there. My question is this for the panel Fear is a lifelong spirit. How do you, how does the panelist manage fear every day? I'm listening. Let's get, let's heat up the party. Did
2: we cover that earlier? We talked about fear, but you know, we didn't have a direct question. I think this is good follow up. So, thank you, listener. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, um, Carolyn, you want to answer the question first?
4: Yes. You know, to combat that fear, it, it may sound a little strange, but um, I'm part of this group that we do My Body, um, My Spirit, and we just do working exercises. Life is so busy, and um, sometimes just doing a little bit, if it's I'm doing push ups, I'm doing sit ups, I'm just doing something to stay consistent and not procrastinate. And I find that it helps my mindset as long as I keep doing this. And then I'm able to share with other women the results of that. And it's kind of like we're helping support each other. So that's what I do to help me overcome the um, fear. Awesome. Phyllis? Yeah, so
6: when it comes to fear for me, I journal. And, And that just helps me to get on paper what I'm concerned about. Because I know like with clients, what I want them to do is I want them to think about what it is that's bothering them because usually it's a question that hasn't been answered and I don't want them to base that on something they think. I want it to be based on fact. So I help pull out of them what it is that's bothering them and then they get to the people that can give them the answers
11: so they know the facts. Peggy. Okay, well, as I said before, my main thing is if, if I have fear, I pray. But also, you know, I, I really um, think about the situation and tell myself that can I really be any worse off? What's the worst that can happen? you get a no or um, mm-hmm. the, the act stops there, you really have nothing to lose. You have everything to gain, whether it be to learn something new, to fall and learn from that Mm -hmm. and get back up and try it differently. Um, You just have a chance to make yourself or the situation better. Awesome. Mary Alice,
0: and I still didn't screw it up.
9: Faith, absolute faith, and take some action for forward motion. Even if it's just one step, uh, one thing you can do to try to make the situation better, one thing you can do to move forward, just make some action.
0: Nice. Amanda?
5: I always uh, remind myself that fear is a feeling, and I've had fear since I was a child. We all do, and it hasn't killed me yet. Uh, In fact, it's made me stronger (laughs) each and every time that I've faced it, but I think to get through it, um, you know, I, I, I'm realistic. I like to look at, you know, what's the worst-case scenario? What's the best-case scenario? What's something in between? And um, like uh, someone had mentioned earlier, you know, you've got to start taking that first step out. You've got to open the door and peek out. And as you peek out, you see a little bit more, and then you take another step, and you see a little bit more, and another step, and you learn more. And the more knowledge you get, the less scared you are, and you start feeling empowered. And so you do. You need to keep taking that, putting that one foot in front of yourself, and also telling yourself, "It's okay. I got this. It's okay." Nice, and Holly.
0: You're doing it. You want? Holly, you want
5: to deal
2: yeah. with it? Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Well, I think those women just embodied everything that I would probably say. Just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant guests here. Um, when I do the one side of fear, it, it can be something outrageous. It can be something simple. And I just make sure I do it. Something that I don't want to do. It's, it's like back when you're 11 year old, you tell them to get on the phone and you tell them to order the pizza. You can do it. Or to go up and say, hey, I would like more ketchup. And, and, and they go up all by themselves and do it. It's fighting biting Writing something that's not comfortable, getting uncomfortable because only when you get under uncomfortable can you then see what the whole world is out there and all the boxes and paradigms you put yourself in. Uh, but what? But these women have so eloquently said, and I just reiterate, is that you need to move your foot. You need to take mm-hmm. that step. You need to do mm-hmm. something i will i'll be I'll have something happen maybe in my life that immobilizes me or something that makes me sad or depressed or I don't want to do anything. I know we all know that weight um that inertia that follows some bad event i need, I know that that both Ray and Fred and myself have all lost spouses you know at at a young age, and there is that inertia there. but I can tell you one thing that if you do something, no matter how small it is. You can very quickly start to break that inertia, just that movement. Get on the phone and call somebody. Do something. Make a move.
11: Yeah, I'd yeah, like to chime in. Myself. There's there's a quote that I had come across a while ago, and I don't recall who said it, but um, it's, don't strive for perfect – I mean, I'm sorry, that's not – the person who aims at nothing hits it with amazing accuracy every time. <laughs> Oh, I and I've that. added to that. So oh, aim yeah. for something.
0: Yeah. Hey. Yep. You want to comment on fear?
1: Uh, just get out of that comfort zone, and uh, sometimes it's very uncomfortable to do that. But mm-hmm. you, you know, like Holly said, you've you've got to uh, do it. Just do it. Get out of the comfort zone. Yep.
6: You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable.
1: There that's a good one. I like that
0: so several people have mentioned fear, and I will tell you my own life uh waking up or coming becoming conscious when you're um lying on a gurney in a, a cardiac operating um room, yeah, you know fear, <laughs> yeah, you know fear big time and and the only mm-hmm. thing that well, let's put it this way, the thing that got me through the uh, procedure to the point where by the time they were putting the third stent in my heart, I started making smart-ass comments and and cracking people up was prayer. Because once I got done with that Mm -hmm. prayer, um, there was no fear. The other thing that I Mm -hmm. find really helps is dark chocolate-covered almonds. They're (laughs) heart-healthy, and (laughs) they don't hurt your blood sugar. There you go. Uh, yeah, wine helps too. So, um, Ray, I know you you want to thank everyone, and I want to thank all of our our fabulous uh, female professionals for being on the show. Uh, we'll be back next week, folks, with a couple of great franchisees, and the discussion will be giving back to the uh, community, which is, if I right. remember, the fourth the fourth pillar of franchising. So until then. Be profitable, be happy, and enjoy yourself.
1: Thank you, everyone.
6: Thanks, it was great.
5: Thank you. Thank you. 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 Lots of fun.